Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, Episode number 17. Man, grass hit it earlier. It does not feel like 17 episodes, but we're here. We're in March on this Feel Good Friday. We got NBA, NFL, maybe some college basketball. Who knows? Uh, we'll think about it. And without further ado, let's dive on in. Okay, so starting off today, Russell Wilson. Trade rumors are starting to heat up, and the Chicago Bears seem to be the leading contender at this point. Many NFL analysts and executives believe that the Bears will make a strong offer for Russell Wilson to the Seattle Seahawks. Apparently, Russ yeah. likes the Bears' young offensive line and the defense and the fact that Allen Robinson would probably stay because he wants to play with a good quarterback. Russell Wilson is clearly one of those. Guys, do you think that this is going to happen or do you think this is just all fugazi and all rumors? Dude, this, this makes no sense to me at all because, first of all, you look at the Bears' offensive line, I think they ranked 30th in the NFL, only ahead of the Jets and Giants in, like, passing, I think, in uh, pass blocking. So, to me, this makes no sense why you want – an even worse offensive line than in Seattle. You had DK Metcalf. So I guess Allen Robinson is like, I mean, depending on how you guys rank them, it's they're pretty even, I would pretty say. Pretty even. But you don't have Tyler Lockett then. You have Darnell Mooney, which is, I guess, a, a downgrade from Tyler Lockett. So the weapons are worse, it feels like, in my opinion. The offensive line is statistically worse. And you want to go to Chicago? To me, this makes little to no sense, but I, I guess I'm just an idiot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the coaching is worse to an extent, too. And I, this is this is all just rumors. It's not going to happen. I mean, sure, the Bears can offer something. I mean, a lot of teams are going to offer something for Russell Wilson. How many offers are they actually going to listen to? I think this is all just all talk. Yeah, I think all talk said all talk. It's it's literally all talk. <laughs> it, it's, it is all talk. It, like, why would you – like like you said, too, it doesn't even make any sense. It's not like you're going to, like, the Saints possibly where it would be an upgrade. Like, you're going to the Bears. It's a downgrade. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. You're, yeah, you're I mean, much better off Robinson, Seattle. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Right home. There's nothing. There. And yeah, then I, if you're gonna if you're gonna get if you're gonna get Russ, you're probably gonna have to give up like a star on defense, like Khalil Mack, maybe Kyle Fuller, somebody like that. So your defense is gonna get worse too. It just doesn't make any sense. And the Bears' defense, I'm gonna be honest, is already kind it's of a little overrated. Like towards the end of the season, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but they were in the bottom half of the league the last six games of the season in de- in total defense. So for me, when you have that, you factor that in. Then you factor in, you have to trade someone like Frank just said, like Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, whoever it may be. Dude, this just is so stupid. I'm, I'm just baffled. See, but the, like, and then Bleacher Report, too. They're just putting, they, they keep putting this Russell Wilson stuff out. Stop putting this news out. He's not going anywhere. Like, well, I mean, we're done. The, the, the news, I mean, dude, you know how this works, Frank. It's the NFL news cycle, and it's it's what sports nowadays. I mean, dude, it's a dry period right now. So I, I, I mean, I don't even know if it's a dry period. It just, that's how it always works. I mean, it, they just create stories out of every little thing. They squeeze, they literally squeeze out any little thing they can get, in my opinion. Like, dude, you see Get Up? For example, Get Up is a perfect show. And honestly, I used to love this show during the football season. But I can't watch it anymore um, right now, not during the football season, because they don't talk about any NBA, no college battles. It's only NFL. And then they just talk about the same storylines every day. I literally have it on in my background every morning. And it's Dak Prescott. Will he get a new contract? Oh, my God. You've been talking about for three and a half years, the same thing every day. It's not it's not even cool anymore. It's like just stupid. Yeah, the moral I mean, the story is beating a dead horse with the Russell Wilson thing, right? Exactly. It's, a, it's just a joke. These, stop, these guys are so... Stop watching your sports shows and listen to the Sneaky Sports Podcast where we actually change the topics on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, we actually like we actually change the topics. We talk about every team. I'm like these bots. But anyway, um, it's it just crazy. All right, Big Ben. Big Ben is back with the Steelers. 
He signed a $19 million deal. It could have been $21 million. I'm not sure. I think it's $19 million a year um, for one year only. And it's a restructured deal, of course. He was set to be paid $40 million, which is just absurd. Obviously, saving them like $21 million cap, I'm assuming. Um, just the easy math. And, you know, are the Steelers still contenders, guys? Because, you know, who knows? I don't think so. But we'll pass it on to Nick. Well, I mean, first of all, I think this is a really um... – selfless move by Ben Roethlisberger as Absolutely. unlikable as a person as he is like this is a big move I think it cleared up like 15 million dollars in cap space that's a couple of solid players they can sign in free agency to really help build the team I mean are they contenders I don't know but like they're still a solid team if they can get back to how they were playing in the first half of last season so you know it'll be interesting but Ben Roethlisberger should be commended for this move because that's a lot of money that he had gave up for the rest of the team this is the thing Snock. we were talking about this last night in the car on our way to game the thing is, is there really any better options for Pittsburgh? Like we said, we could possibly like they could possibly move on for Big Ben, but then who would You're they right. get? Like Kyle not, not Trask or is not a better option. Exactly. So well, look, I'm not at, no, no, I'm not trying to say there's no better options. Of course, there is literally no better option. Like there's yes, this is that's why Big Big Ben coming back. He he, but, is he a dude, top fifteen I'm quarterback. Sorry, but barely I don't right think now? he's top fifteen. I think he actually he, he hurt them more really than he helped them towards the end of last and year. Look, no, they the offensive coordinator didn't also help him either. They put him in a bad situation last year, dude. Run the football. They didn't run the football at well, all. They had no running games of the season. No running game whatsoever. They didn't even try to use it though. Graph, which was yeah. the most frustrating part. You well, got to implement screen. In a playoff games. game, they couldn't use it. They were down Dude, twenty-eight nothing. Simplify the game for your quarterback. I don't know why you're making Big Ben throw fifty times a game when he's thirty-nine years old. It makes no sense to me. And the receivers also don't help them. They they, they can't catch the ball. In some of those games, they were down early, though. Like, I know the towards the end of the year, the Colts game that they came back and won, they were down 17 up. Yeah, they were they down. That was their only win in the final, like, six weeks of the season, I yeah, think. Yeah, but in a lot of these games, they were falling behind early. They had to throw every game because they, they couldn't establish an early lead, because especially their defense, too, took a step back. Yeah, I don't know. I think – see, I'm a big believer of this. It's the same thing with the Bears. The defenses, dude, the prime of defenses is so short. Like, mm-hmm. their defense will, yeah. could be bad next year because they were, they've been good for the past two years. I wouldn't be surprised. They suffered a lot of injuries at linebacker. Yeah. And, Bud and Bud Dupree's a free agent. Them. He might be gone. Yeah. So. Well, I think they'll be able to bring him back now, though, with all this extra money. Yeah, maybe. They really need to. But, but the thing is that the, the rookie – the really rookie Highsmith played pretty well. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Steelers is, like you guys said, the injuries with the linebackers. Big Ben's only getting older. They don't have a running game. The offensive line, uh, to Castro and Villanueva are getting older. This team is about yeah, Pouncey retired, done. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pouncey's got – so they're about so, done. Like, yeah, this, this, this winter championship is window. And then Haskins. They're going to have Haskins take. Like, yeah, this team, I mean, this honestly, will be Big man, Ben's last year, 100%. And then like I don't think right Haskins is the future. I think the Yeah, he's just a backup. I'm, I mean, he better be a backup. Otherwise, they're screwed. The smartest thing to do would be to drop somebody this year and let him sit for a year, I think. Whether that Mac is Jones, um, Mac, see, no, Mac they Jones might is with Trask Boscom. I think Mac Jones is gonna go earlier. I think oh. Mac Jones might go ahead of Trey Lance at this point. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, people are high on Trey Lance. So I heard somebody say that he might go ahead of Zach Wilson now, which is just would just be crazy. But there was a point where, where Lance was viewed as maybe the second best quarterback in the class, yeah. but I think he's if he played a full season this season too, it'd be a lot easier to consider him possibly. They played to be one honest, game. man. It's so hard. one game he didn't look great. It's so, so hard to great quarterbacks, dude. People thought Josh Rosen was good. Like, I just give up on, like, yeah, trying it's to assume how to good a player is. You don't play. It's impossible, almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He has no tape for the last year. So, no. mm-hmm. All right, well, how about we move on to some NBA talk? This is the first real substantial piece of news coming out of the, uh, the trade deadline slash buyout season. Blake Griffin was bought out by the Pistons. There's a few front runners We're looking at Miami, the Lakers, um, the Bucks. Maybe I saw the Warriors, too, as well. But I think the uh, the real front runner here, everybody would agree, is the Nets for so many reasons. One, his best friend, DeAndre, 
DeAndre Jordan is there. It's it's another big city. Like somebody said, the Trailblazers as well. I don't think he'd want to go to Portland. He wants to play in a big city with the big lights. New York is the biggest. Want to be a playoff contender though. First, yeah, and, first and, and above foremost. all else, exactly. The Nets are arguably the best team in the league. He wants to win a championship. Yes. Man, listen, Blake Griffin's a fun player to watch. I'd love to see him be on that team. I really would. You know, I mean, Blake, no, think Blake about Griffin it. too. I think. Wait, hold on. My bad. But Blake Griffin, I think the one part of his game that I appreciate the most is that over the years, his athleticism has like just gone to shit. But he built and a three-point shot. He's built. He's skilled. He's skillful too. Like he has some handles, a good bag, and he's a and he's a pretty good shooter now. So I think Blake Griffin, his transformation. You know, sure, he's not the same player, of course, because obviously athleticism. I mean, you saw the dunk contest that I posted on TikTok. I mean, the guy was a freak of nature. And now he's just, you know, he was almost not, like Zion esque in his prime. Yeah. So legitimately, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he's still a good player. He could help the Nets to space the floor, get DJ out of the lineup. What's the worst that'll happen? He plays like shit and he just falls out of the rotation for Jeff Green. Like they're still a phenomenal team. The best case mm-hmm. scenario is he plays well. He's a solid role player. He could play the center's position. Dude, I think he'll be forward. perfect for the Nets. I think yeah. he's going to be perfect as a stretch five, I think, or a stretch four. I, I mean, I mean th- this can only help the next thing. Dude, you know what team I would love to see him play for? I know it's not realistic, but the Pelicans. If you put him instead of Steven Adams, the C- who can't shoot the ball, you get mm-hmm. him with Zion B.I. and Lonzo. That's a good team, I think, but obviously well, he wouldn't Steven Adams there. has been a horrible fit for the Pelicans. But that's yeah, he's horrible. Because he can't shoot, dude. You can't have – That's not even surprising, though. Yeah. The problem is their whole front court, they have no ability to stretch the floor. And it's just – It's a disaster. your best player, Brandon Ingram. Exactly. You clog the paper for your best player, Brandon Ingram. legitimately play the five, and Ingram can play the four in certain lineups. But That's what they should be doing. That's what they should do. Put J.J. Redick in, with uh, Lonzo, and like, then I guess uh, Eric Plutz. Alexander Walker, bro. even? It doesn't you matter. You can put Hart. You got plenty Josh of Hart. No, yeah. Eric Plutz Josh is Hart's a, a good rebounder for a smaller yeah, guy. You know, you so. know, dude, I would put a lineup of Redick, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and then those two. I think that would be good, but they don't. They put Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams because they, they love him so Bledsoe much. heavy minutes. And he, he, they're so bad, dude. They're a mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not a it good It all idea. comes back to that Steven Adams. I think they gave up a first-round pick for him, too, or something. Like, I know. They gave Only these teams learn. He's one of the most overrated guys in the NBA because he's fun and he's like a funny guy and this and that. But he's just- Oh, I listen to him on the, the podcast, JJ Reddick's podcast. It's pretty good. I mean, he's he is funny. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but he's just not a great basketball player. He doesn't bring much to the team. <laughs> yeah, and I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. And he's right, not really um, athletic. He's not like a rim runner. It's no. like, like if you're going to be that five that can't do anything, you got to be able to get up and down the floor, and he can't do that. He, he's, a, he's a freight train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about the all-star draft, man. Something I look forward to last night. That was amazing. I didn't watch it because we were at the Garden, but this game right here, or this draft, excuse me, was fun to watch. I mean, there was a lot of good moments, especially for Knicks fans like me and Frank, where we saw KD and Braun and Dwayne Wade, all the TNT crew, praise our squad. But um, just looking at the teams, guys, I guess, like, what are your thoughts on who's going to win? I guess, I guess we'll start with, uh, start with that. Excuse me. Well, um, LeBron is team four. Look at it. Look how many foreign guys team LeBron has. It's unbelievable. I think just looking at LeBron's team, though, it's the overwhelming favorite talent-wise, right? I mean, like the starting lineup has Giannis and Curry, who are probably the two best starters that weren't captains. Then on the bench, Lillard is probably the best guy off the bench. Yeah, because right? KD's out. Hard and harder off the bench. Yeah, and KD's out too, obviously. So I think LeBron's team is the overwhelming favorite here. LeBron's at Curry, dude. LeBron and Curry's going to be fun to watch together. I think this is the first yeah, time and ever Giannis, played. I mean, like, come on. Giannis is a super tryhard in the All-Star game. So oh, if you're going to yeah, bet no, this, yeah, no. you got to bet Dude, on Team LeBron. LeBron is Giannis going to win the game. So Le- they're going to yeah. win because Giannis is just team, such a sweat. LeBron's team is way better than Team Durant. Remember, Remember this, though. 
that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert got picked last. I like that. You know what? I like that. Don't go surprising. I go bear yeah, probably but... isn't. Maybe Vucevic is the worst player here, but yeah, that's not too surprising. No, I, no, I Graf is like obviously you know the jazz guy, but I'm not a jazz guy, so I like I'm not this a huge a jazz lot. guy either, but I don't know. I the Mitchell falling that far is a little surprising. I you guess. know, no, I agree. That's that's disrespectful. That come was on. a bit of a stretch. Come on, He's you good. gotta put Vucevic or even you know, even Randall as a Nick fan guy, even Randall should be below. Um, Donovan Mitchell. I think that's pretty obvious. I didn't know. And Sabonis and Booker. Yeah, and Sabonis. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know why. Like, dude, talk about a guy who's disrespected. That's Donovan Mitchell. He should be the top five MVP, and nobody has him in his top five for the MVP. And I don't know why. I don't. I just don't get it. I guess. You, I guess you need to average. Though. If AD and KD are playing, it, this game would be. I don't know. Like this, it would totally, really bounce. Yeah. Sure, but I still think LeBron's team is better. I mean, LeBron, Curry, and Giannis is. Just- I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, no, don't forget though, Kawhi did win the all-star MVP last year and they have, he's on team Durant. So maybe Kawhi will go try. Cause Kawhi is a try hard too. Like talk about a try hard Kawhi is. He was going complete. <laughs> I try feel hard like Luca's going to be a super try hard too. Oh, you know, yeah. Luca's you know, and then, you no, know, but look, listen, since my boy Julius Randall's on the, on the team Durant, I yeah, and Graf has Levine on and Abe Levine. So we should all yeah. be rooting for team Durant. We're we rooting Levine, for team Durant. We got yes. Randall. We have hundred percent. But I mean like, and then Lillard off the bench, you want to talk about somebody who's going to try hard. Lillard feels disrespected <laughs> for not being in the starting lineup. He's a hundred. I think hard. I think Harden should feel a little disrespected for not being in the starting lineup. I mean, yeah, uh, no, I don't I know. know. You'll probably deserve a little more. I but, think the, Lillard was definitely the biggest snub out of the starting line. Dude, think about how bad Bradley Beal would have complained. He would have, he would have flipped. Dude, he would have flipped it because he yeah. remember he cried about how not making y'all. Yeah, listen, that's that's you could argue that Harden's putting himself into an MVP candidate place at this point with the Nets. No, but and no, it's no, it's not how it works though. Dude, he's not winning MVP. No, no Brooklyn Nets winning MVP. He won't. Get that but he's missed too many games though too. Unless KD misses great. the rest of the regular season, if he misses the rest of the regular season and Harden keeps the Nets at a one seed, I will give him the MVP. I will, I'll hand it, the trophy to him. But KD's going to be back. Yeah, KD will be so. back in a week, and then his, his chances wipe out the window. This is, this is a weird MVP race, though, right? Like, there's usually there's two or three guys who have separated themselves at this point, and we yeah. really can't say that right now. Like, is, is Jokic and Embiid really that far ahead of anybody else? I mean, Jokic shouldn't be in it because he's like the five, the seventh seed. Yeah, the exactly. Everybody has like a downside to them because Jokic's numbers are probably. I guess I'm being no. Embiid's the guy who has eight. like the things both of them going. He's the the record and the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's and it. That's Embiid right now, but like it's it just Embiid. And then I guess like LeBron. I don't know how LeBron's in it to be honest. Actually, I don't. Yeah, I don't LeBron's know numbers aren't great, and his team is what in third or fourth place. And like the the fact that they have a losing record with like Anthony Davis and Schroeder out, like that's something to to take note. 100%. Let's move on out of the dunk contest. We can, we were also complaining about this. Graf mentioned before the show that it should have included, if they wanted to keep the COVID protocol down, it should have included all guys that are in the All-Star game participating. And the NBA dunk contest has kind of fallen off. A lot of superstars don't participate anymore. A lot of guys that are good basketball players don't participate anymore. This season, we have Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Toppin. They all have really good bounce. But they're not NBA players. They're not people that people know of. They're not I people know, that people see on a nightly basis. Casual fans care about, you know. Exactly. Casual fans want to see like LeBron, you know, Paul George, all the crazy dunks. Dude, it's during halftime. Bring the All Stars out, bro. Please, for the love of everyone. Maybe we'll get a guest appearance from somebody. Hopefully. I don't know. But just looking at the three-point contest, I'm pretty sure the three-point contest is all All-Stars. So I just thought they would do something similar for the dunk contest. And look at, look at the skills challenge, too. It's all All-Stars besides Covington. So why yeah. not do all All-Stars for everything? You invited but, these four guys to come You know, because it's what? at halftime. Why is it at halftime of the All-Star game? Make yeah, it like, five o'clock, like three well. o'clock. 
for Obi Care, man. All right, so who are we going to pick for the dunk contest? Then? All right, you know what? Obi Toppin. Or Obi Toppin. It's hard for a big Toppin. to win, though. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, it's obviously I hard. Stanley, if we're being realistic, obviously the Knicks fans want to see Obi win. And Obi. I be Obi. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I don't know. It, it, Dude, Obi's catching the dub. Let's go, Knicks. Oh, my I mean, God. And right. I don't know much about <laughs> yes, him. Pasha Stanley, I've seen some of his highlights, especially from high school. He can jump through the roof. You see Obi's and highlights? So can Anthony Simons. They can all jump, dude. They, yeah, they all I know, pops, but he's a big, okay. and I feel like that limits him and what he can do. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. All right, so Blake Griffin's we're, we're, a big. Let's pick, let's pick the three-point now. We got Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Curry, Levine, Tatum, and Mitchell. I'm taking Curry here. I think it's an obvious I mean, Curry's choice. Curry's the obvious No, look. Um, I mean, J- Jason Tatum hasn't shot the three-ball well this year at all. I think he's at like 35%. Yeah, he's horrible. He's, yeah, I think this is a weird really selection. And I don't know, like – Mitchell, like Booker's Mitchell a and Booker aren't great three-point shooters either, so I think this is really Curry's to win by far, and then maybe Levine in second. But- now listen, listen, the 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 three-point contest never comes down to the best shooter. It's all luck. It's just so random. I'm taking Jalen Brown. I don't even know why I have this gut feeling, but I'm picking Jalen Brown to win it all. It's just a complete guess. But the the favorite never wins, guys. Like who won last year? So I'm like, I was like some random guy. I mean, I don't know if it was a random, but I don't think that favorite won last year. Is my point. So I'm, I'm just going to take Jalen Brown to win the three-point, but uh, who knows? Anyway, let's move on to the skills competition. We got Robert Covington. I don't know how. This doesn't make any sense. Why is Robert? So you, you go through a pool of NBA players, and they're just like, okay, let's just pick Robert Covington to be in the skills challenge. Why? I know. And then Luka yeah, Doncic, sheepy three, Randall, Sabonis, Yeah, He's, he's, he's all, not it's even all all-stars, and then him. That's what I'm saying. So it's all all-stars, and then Robert Covington. Like, why did you guys select to pick him? Just what pick is the, anybody else. What is the, anybody what is the, else. What is the reasoning behind that selection? Can, they like, don't have a reasoning. They, they, they should make it public. Yeah. All right. Well, so who are we taking here? Anyway, I'm gonna. I mean, dude, I'm, this is completely biased. I'm, I'm taking Julius Randle, but yeah, I, I want Randle to win, but I think Chris Paul. CP3 seems to be the favorite here, but Bigs have been winning a lot in recent years. So yeah, I, no, they have been. The the Bigs Randall dominate. Bonus one. I'm taking Randle. That's my. That's my. All right, let's go, Randle. Let's go, Randle. <laughs> yeah, well, we're definitely we're definitely losing that. But you know, listen, I gotta I gotta stick with the Knicks. You gotta get Randall. We gotta get Obi Toppin, and then the Knicks have some solid representation in the All Star Weekend this year for the yeah, first really time in do. a while. And then wait, let's also touch on this solid representation. If we had a regular All Star Weekend, we would have Team World versus two, Team USA. Oh my! Man. As you guys saw the rosters, Team World would absolutely get smoked. I like, know that that roster was atrocious. The team the Team USA roster is. Absolutely incredible, though. If you guys have seen that, Lamella yeah, Ball, I mean, Zion Williams, product of the recent talent that's come into the NBA, though, it's just it's been all USA. No, listen, 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 listen. The fact that Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, Edwards made it over a lot look, of. I was guys. looking, I was looking at Anthony Edwards' stats because I was curious. I was like, you know, let me just see his stats real quick. And then I thought of one player in my mind. Oh yeah, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox's stats. Look at Anthony Edwards' rookie year. Kevin Knox rookie year, they're like the same thing. He averaged 13 points a game, Kevin Knox. He shot 37% from the field, same as Edwards. And then he shot, probably even worse, 28% from three. Edwards shoots 29%, so it's like the same thing. But somehow mm-hmm. Kevin Knox is a bust, and Edwards is a god star. It's it's solely because he was drafted first overall, that's why. If he was drafted- So much media people, bias, too. Yeah. Dude, Anthony Edwards is not- Which I don't get the media bias. He's not like- He's in the like Timberwolves. They're seven and twenty-nine, whatever their record is. They're seven he's and twenty-nine. Not like a, a Zion type player, where like everybody like just knows him and loves him. He's not in a big market. His team's not winning basketball games. I don't get the media bias whatsoever. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's just a number one pick, and you know how all these like number one things pick. work, like slam. You know all these Instagram people, like balls light. They all like the the bias from high school because they covered him in high school. They all know like they all know him, and, like they love him. So I'm sure like they just like you know you know what what they do. Mm-hmm. But all right, so let's move on now back to the NBA talk. The Boston Celtics going into the All Star break have won four in a row. They currently sit as a four seed in the East. Kemba Walker has been playing like an actual third superstar, like they paid him. Guys, what do you think about the Celtics? Time. Hold on to the seed. And do you think that they really got themselves in a hole right now by not really acquiring a center? I heard they're in the news for Jeremy Grant. Do you guys th- or Vucevic? Do you guys think that they should try and make a move? Vucevic. Those two? They, they gotta get Vucevic. Vucevic yeah. is incredibly Grant underrated. Right? What's that? Grant wouldn't help them. No, yeah. he wouldn't. He just takes shots away from Tatum and Brown. Yeah, I don't like, like that. You I have Boost would actually have help scores. Them. You have Kemba Walker who can create his own shot. They have, if anything, they have too much scores. They mm-hmm. have are too much, you know, I guess people will need the ball in their hands. Jalen Brown, everything else besides Kemba, Jason. So with me, the Celtics, I think they need Vucevic, a great rim protector, a, a great rim protector. He's a good facilitator as well. So I he think also shoot. Yeah, exactly. Getting him would be floor. incredible. Yeah, but how much would they have to give up? And would Danny Ainge be willing to? We've, we've no, seen he just talked about Who it knows? times. He's, he's always afraid to pull the trigger. Well, no, he did say that Celtics roster is in championship caliber, so I don't think he will, honestly. Right here, you're looking at a first-round pick and Peyton Pritchard, who they love, and then maybe even Marcus Smart for him. Yeah, I think no, Marcus they Smart, won't. too, yeah. No, they won't because I think he doesn't think they can win a championship even with Vucevic. I think he knows they well, won't What, are going to stay as, like, a solid but not great? I, I know, but that's what he's – I mean, maybe next year you play for next year, I guess. That's kind of what, like, a lot of that's teams do. That's loser mentality, though. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean – I think they're going to stay around the four seed. Like Frank asked a question. I think four seed, five seed, maybe the heat jump. In. Oh, yeah, they'll stay there. Cause I mean, like they, they were obviously playing below their level of talent. Yeah, of course. Part of the season. You know what? If I was a Knicks fan though, and as a Knicks fan, if we stay as the five seed, I would not mind playing them in the first nah, round. We're going to be the six seed. We're playing now. Listen right now. I'm saying on the podcast right now, March 5th, 2021, the New York Knicks will be the six seed in the Eastern conference. We'll play the Milwaukee bucks and we'll beat them in seven games. Wow. Nixon seven. Nixon seven, baby. Go into the second. Look that and put it on the Instagram story, please. I Nixon would love to seven. Our, we'll, no, we will do, we will put it on the story when it happens in real life. Oh man. What what is it? It's gonna be like May, it's gonna be May 7th, 2021. That's gonna be the best day of my life. Game seven, Julius Randall buzzer beater. And one. Oh my. <laughs> no, all right, all right, whatever. Yeah. But um interesting. So he would bully Giannis, though. He would. He would bully. All right, Giannis. Look, look at the CP3 effect, guys. We need to talk about CP3, man. Like, I feel like I know he's getting a lot of love. He's he gets he's getting a lot of love right now, but he needs more love. Chris Paul is a point god. I mean, just to wrap your head around this stat, it's crazy. Like they're 121 and 280 in the last five seasons of the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. And that's the second worst record, um, only ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, the team that doesn't know how to draft. Um, so they're only ahead of the Timberwolves. And what's crazy about this whole thing is that now that they're second in the Western Conference, they're second in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, unreal trans- turnaround. They the Lakers the other night, too. They, they, yeah, they beat. And to think about this team as a title contender seems a bit crazy considering where they were last year at this time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this is the thing, though, man. Look, like I said, Chris Paul is the most impact, impactful player in the NBA. His effect. Look what he did last year with the trash bag Thunder roster that he was with. He brought him to the playoffs. They took the Rockets to seven games. Who knows what could happen when he when he gets to the playoffs with the Suns and he has a actual star power with Devin Booker next to him, DeAndre yeah. Ayton down low. You know, who knows what could happen? It's like Rondo in the playoffs. Like he, when he gets to like sit down and like break down a team's film and really they kind of get to understand, you know, his opponent, he's lethal, Chris Paul. 
He's a playoff player. So I think with a super, like a score, like Devin Booker, who can get you buckets and clutch moments that will, cause Chris Paul can't be the guy at the end of games who gets you buckets. Like he can't be that guy in the, the close no, he matchups. Sets, he, he'll set up the bucket. Yeah. So yeah, cause they had to rely on like Lou Dort last year in the playoffs to get buckets. Like remember Lou Dort hit the three to force overtime in game five, I believe. So my point is with a, a certified bucket, like Devin Booker, you relieve the stress from Chris Paul has to take in these late moments and these clutch moments in the playoffs. I really believe that the Phoenix Suns could make a run in the playoffs this year. And though it's the West, it's tough, but they could. But you know what? To be honest with you, I like the Suns better than I like the Jazz. And the Jazz are the number one seed in the West right now solely because of Chris Paul. You need I'll a have leader. To watch you more, need somebody that's, that, tough. That, I'll have to watch that's more been jazz in games. the playoffs and been through these tough moments before. Nobody on that Jazz team has. They're but the Suns, you could say the same thing. The it's Suns, only Chris, Chris Paul, dude. But, but, but that one player is the leader of your team. He'll rally these other guys. I think he's in a much better position as a leader than anyone that is on the Jazz. Oh, no, look, I'll give my I'll give the Jazz respect right now real quick. They did beat uh, Pandemic P, Russell Westbrook, and uh, Carmelo Anthony, the real the real god. Carmelo in the playoffs in six games, and, and remember that game where Pandemic P just choked, like four of 29 or whatever he shot. It was just disgusting. Yeah, oh my God. that wasn't – that's not really that impressive, though. That was one of, like, the worst put-together teams ever. None of them fit with anybody. It was so random. So hard to watch. I mean, oh my god, that was all his fault. No, Paul George deserves all the blame for that loss. Paul George didn't play well, but neither did anybody else. It was the team. No, no, Westbrook had like forty six in Game Six. Remember that he dropped like forty six. I'll give him credit. He actually had a good game. Also, Rubio was like outplaying him too offensively. I mean, oh yeah, in some games, yeah. What a weird fit. That whole team was just gross. Oh yeah, not a great fit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm speechless, man. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we move on to the Rockets here? They, ha- I don't think, did they win one game in the month of February? They just, I don't think so. Yeah. Ever since the Harden trade, they won a few games in a row and people were buying into the hype and they just haven't been the same. I bought, I bought into the hype. I'm, I'm actually ashamed that I bought into the hype. One I'm move sad. that I thought was bizarre. Um, right before they played the Bulls a few, like a week ago, they released Boogie Cousins, even though Christian Wood hasn't been healthy. So they had no active centers. On I the know. Line. That was, they went back to this thing from last year where they just don't believe in the center position, and I don't get it at all. Honestly. The team has no direction. They have no direction. They were trying to play for an eight seed, and now they've lost 13 games in a row. What, like, what are you supposed no, to do? No, but Jeff Picknack, Katie Cullen, no, now they had direction. They didn't have direction when they were winning games. So I think for a Rocket fan, you have to look at it like this. This is the best thing that could happen to you this season, Right. Get the I number mean, one draft pick. Yes, but then they shouldn't have traded for Oladipo. They should have just gotten more picks. And then they why should have kept, kept Levert too? Harris Levert. They're so stupid, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. They could have held on to Levert, or they could have just flipped it for picks. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, man. I, I really don't know what you were thinking when you thought, oh well, yeah, let's keep Victor Oladipo for a nice little eight seed playoff run, even though you didn't even get to that point. So, yeah. and what was the John Wall trade for too? Like you're telling me they couldn't know, have at least one pick for Westbrook. They had to get John Wall. Like it's no direct. I think John Wall Wall's expiring deal, right? Just came up major injuries. It just doesn't make any sense. Wait, but no, John John was an expiring contract. Though. That's why they they traded him or yeah. traded for him because he he'll fair. be off the books this year. So I, that I, makes a little bit of sense, I guess. But I don't know, man. And the Rockets trade. I know you guys can't get enough of that. That was just a bad move. I can't get enough of it. I'm, I'm like sick to my stomach how that even happened. Victor Oladipo has got to be one of the most overrated players in the NBA. The guy can't stay on the floor. He had that one good season, that one good playoff series. The playoff series. We talked about that recently. That's that wait. One, what was that playoff? Uh, I, I'm I'm I don't like remember that. What was who they played that that one? 
It was Pacers-Cavs, and the, the Pacers took Oh, my God, that's serious. Where LeBron still beat him in seven games. That yeah, was, Oladipo yeah. went head-to-head with LeBron and played well, and ever since Yeah, no, he did. You know, he had a great series. And then he – oh, that was the infamous quote after game seven. He's like, I'm going to work yeah, out every single did. day in the gym. <laughs> that was, but the thing is that Karis LeVert recently, as we've seen in the bubble, without all the Nets actual players, put up 24 points per game. And you saw this season off the bench. The guy came in and he wouldn't miss. He, can't, he doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. He's know. much better than Victor Oladipo at this point. Nah, I can't. I can't blame you. All right. Well, this is not on, you know, or I slate, I guess you could say, but let's talk about some college basketball. Why not? Um, any real quick before we go, any real quick tournament predictions, any hot takes you guys have? Um, just just start shooting. Yeah, I mean, I we talked about this a little bit last week, and um, I think my predictions have come true to an extent. Some big frauds are Ohio State and Oklahoma. They've just been losing oh, game Ohio after State. game after game. Yeah, because Austin Reeves is terrible. Mm-hmm. And you know this is this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. They're by far the best team. Although I really do like Michigan. I think they're a great team. Um, you know Isaiah Livers. He he's just killing it. And then the, the freshman they have Hunter Dickinson. He came out of nowhere. But what happened oh, in Michigan against wait. Illinois? Well, they 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 dropped a bad one, but they'll be fine. I Without mean, Illinois' I, best player. Yeah, I know it's tough to win every game though. Like they're getting every team's best shot night after night. They're they're going to be a great tournament team. They have depth. They have players at every position. They'll be fine. But what about Gillespie? He he blew out his MCO, well, right? Villanova wasn't a contender anyway. They were, I think, a they were, pretty. But they're a fraud. They're right to the top ten. They're a fraud. Mm-hmm. They're an upset no, dude, team anyway. What did I do? What did I see? And correct me if this is true or not. I saw a thing so that for March Madness, I guess there's like four replacement teams, right? And then like if just in case the team gets COVID, so if let's say Baylor or Gonzaga, number one seed got COVID, the replacement team would be a number one seed. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. I, I read an article on that, and it was very unclear how it works. I don't know if they would shift every team up in the bracket. I think that would make more sense. Yeah, because they said so no what? reseeding. Okay. Like, they can't so put what? the number one seed like, for some scrub team. That's but then fair. what happens if we, we get to the Final Four and Gonzaga gets COVID? This random team just gets to come in the Final Four? That's no, not they fair. Would, they would 100% delay it. Like, there's no way they would – they, they wouldn't so, just see so, in the final four or something. So like is, is it just for the first round? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. They're, they're ha- but that's kind of cool how they're doing those replacement teams. That'd I be interesting. To see. It, but it was very unclear. It won't be funny to the 16 seed will beat the one seed because be be- the 16 seed will be better than the, the replacement team. Yeah, that'd be, like, be crazy. That would they, be- they would throw in a team like Indiana or Syracuse, like a bubble team from one of these power conferences, though. Yeah, that's a joke. But then, and the 16 team is usually like a, a team that wins their conference. So, like, they'll be playing against like Iona, for example. Like, they could probably beat Iona. I mean, did Monmouth win the, the, the tournament for this year? No, we, they didn't have the tournament. Iona? Yet. Oh. But uh, Patino, Patino coaches Iona now. So, the conference is getting a little oh, bit more. Oh, yeah. Publicity. Patino, yeah. He's going to he's gonna get the win then for Iona. All right. Anyway, um, that's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast, season three, episode number 17. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one, March 8th. We actually do have a, a kind of a funny guest next week, so just stay tuned for that. It's going to be kind of weird, but, you know, it's different. And, and you'll like it, guys. I promise. All right. Anyway. The TikTok fans will love it. Yep. All right. I love it. Peace, guys.